Hi, and welcome to the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. In this episode, we're going to talk to Rob about quantum biology. That's the transfer of energy around the body and how it helps Rob to test and help people with pain and injury issues. We'll also tell you how you can try and use this system yourself. If you'd like to know more, then you can email Rob at rob at chrysalisfitness-training.com. So let's get into it. So welcome to the Body Mechanic Podcast with uh, Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. Uh, good afternoon, Rob. How are you? I'm not too bad, thanks. Good. We've been debating what to talk about this week, and uh, we're going to give quantum biology a go. <laughs> now, uh, let me just tell you, before we start talking about this, we have been talking about this now for about two hours, and I still don't quite understand but we are going to try and explain to you, uh, well, Rob is going to try and explain to you all about quantum biology and what it means. So can I kick you off and say energy transfer? Is that right? Yeah, so it's pretty much energy transfer. So it's just moving energy from one tissue or one area to another tissue or another area. And I think from what we've done before, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah, because because it, it it is quite a, a nuanced subject, and like I say, we've been talking about it for quite a while, and even gone through some processes here which have helped me understand it a bit more, basically. So the, the thing for me, it, it seems to be about neural pathways because the, the the body is messages to and from the brain. I assume. Yes. Um, I should never assume anything, but I'm assuming that. And you're talking about electronic energy, chemical energy, and all the things that that involves and the emotions and the, the things that that then instills within us, which is all part of our physical being as well. Yeah. So um, I think the easiest way to, to describe it is that you've got your nervous system. So that stems from the brain. With the nervous system, you've got sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic, if we look back to caveman days, it's fight or flight. So that's kind of a stress response used to either get yourself out of trouble or to, to hunt. And then the parasympathetic is rest and digest. That's your relaxed state. And that's where the, the body likes to be, to be fair. You're on about the, the, uh, the neural pathways to the brain and from the brain. So if you think about in, in your brain, you've got a strip that runs from left to right all the way over that's your sensory strip so so what would it, what would your sensory strip do for you so if you think about your your walking uh, through the house nothing on your feet you step on a bit of lego that's going to hurt so what what happens then is you've got things called c fibers they're your nervous ne nerve endings and they pick up noxious stimuli so that, that could be anything that's going to cause harm and in this and, case it's a lego yeah, brick yeah we know we know no one's ever going to get cut by a bit of lego but it's not very comfortable because your body is not used to that shape getting jabbed into your foot it picks it up as as an issue so you step on that and that fires a, a signal up to your brain saying i've just stepped on something really sharp i need to move so just in front of your uh, your sensory strip in the frontal cortex, you've got another strip and that runs parallel and that's the motor strip. And what happened is that'll send a message down to your muscles to say, get this leg off here. 
and you'll lift your leg up and shout in pain and, and scream and probably swear. I don't know why I would. That's the neural pathway. It, it's a send and receive thing, really, you know. So, so yeah. message goes from your foot to the brain, this hurts. Brain says to foot, move then. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so when we look at um, the nervous system, we've got the sympathetic nervous system. You step on it and that's where your fight or flight uh, response will come in. And that's your your stress response. And your stress response is to move your leg really quickly. Whereas the parasympathetic part of your nervous system, that's to be relaxed. And and that's that's the state we want to be in most of the time because what happens is being in a stress state, it uses a lot of energy. It also releases a lot of chemicals from the brain, so different hormones to keep you in that stressed state because it's there for emergencies. So this is where adrenaline and things like that yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. When you've got those in the system all the time, it's not really good for your health. And that's where dysfunction comes from. So when we're looking at the energy transfer, we're looking at transferring energy to take energy away from the sympathetic nervous system and put it into the parasympathetic nervous system so your body relaxes. So th this is when people talk about when you're in a very stressed state all the time, it's very physically bad for you as well as mentally bad for you as well. Yeah. And this is what you mean by having that, those chemicals continually coursing around. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's like a Venn diagram of different systems with you in the centre of it. And this, the nervous system is just one of those systems that, that has an effect on the body. And within the nervous system, you've got different branches as well. I've, I've sort of got my head around that after two hours of talking to you about this. <laughs> and I know you've only been listening to this for five minutes, but believe me, we've had a very long conversation about this. So within this neural pathways, how does that then help you with assessing and treating people's physical issues? So, you know, so injury. So, so say um, I've got a pain in my knee. How would you be able to assess that knowing what you know about the neural pathways? Okay, so with that, we ask, we use the nervous system because that's that's your governor of the body. That's how I feel pain, basically. Yeah, so yeah. not just how you feel pain, but it, it has lots of different responses for the for the body. It'll make you feel pain. It'll make you move. It goes into your brain. It ties in with your, your limbic or your emotional systems and ties in with your gut and your gut's crazy as well. And that, that's got lots of different systems within there, which I'm not going to go into. This is where pain can actually create a problem in your mental health as well. Yeah, when we look at um, chronic pain. So chronic pain will create a, a stress response. Even though you might not feel stressed, you just got a bit of a pain. It's, it's still going to release hormones that are stress hormones um, without going into that deeper. So for instance, if you get a pain in your knee, what I'll do is assess you by using your nervous system. And I do a thing called manual muscle testing. And we'll do a thing at the end so people can have a little go at testing themselves. Okay, right. Things. Remind, remind me of that. <laughs> okay. What will happen is this is where the energy transfer comes in. So what we want to look at is getting muscles into a, into a parasympathetic state, so a relaxed state. I ask the, the nervous system, I know it sounds strange, yeah. but I ask the nervous system questions by making statements and I test muscles. So we can use one muscle and that will test as, a, as like a global response for the, the whole of the body. So it's almost like your uh, control um, yeah, yeah, yeah. part of the body. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm not testing is that muscle, I'm testing the nervous system and the intent to be using that muscle for the nervous system has to be there. And this is where the energy transfer comes in and the quantum biology because the energy is transferred from thought patterns and intent and my touch on certain areas. 
So whether it's like on a shoulder or or on a hand or, or whatever. So what will happen is I ask a question and I'll test. If there's a relaxation in that muscle, then that is the answer and we'll start following down that path. So the brain is saying to you, from you, you making a statement about that, yes, it's gone into the relaxed state. Yes. So it's saying, yes, that's where the problem is and that's what I want you to deal with. Yeah. So then we can look at it by asking what kind of treatment we need to use. And again, it gets quite strange by using different treatments. So it might be tapping on certain parts of the body. And the tapping is, um, again, it, it's science-based. So by tapping on bone, you create a thing called piezoelectricity. Piezoelectricity, I think piezo comes from ancient Greek to, for compression. Uh, and when you think about electricity, you've got two different currents. You've got AC current and DC current. So with the, the AC current, that's where the tapping comes in. And with the DC current, it's where you'll apply direct pressure to a tissue. And that compression is continuous. That changes the charge in that area. And that can cause a relaxation response, depending on what's needed for that area. So for the subject, this seems to be almost a subconscious thing that this, you know, finding out where the, the issue is. Um, because although, like you've explained to me and people probably know, you've got a pain in your knee, it's not necessarily the knee that is the problem. Yeah. And through the process of, you know, finding out where the, where the relaxed state is, that's where you find the problem. Let me just explain to you, we, we did a small experiment earlier on where Rob asked me to put my feet together, close my eyes and make a statement that was obviously untrue. And without any subconsciousness, this is honestly what happened. I started to, I had my eyes shut as well, and I started to lean to one side. Then he said to me, do the same thing, but make a statement which is true. So I said, my name is Mark. And I started leaning slightly to the other side. It was only a small amount, but it definitely was there. So th these are subconscious things Rob is asking questions of your body, basically, and then your body is giving the answers and you are not necessarily thinking what those answers are, but you are, you know, by very slight changes in the way your, your, your body reacts, this is how you would work out what the issues are and where the issues are. Yeah, I think the best way to look at it is like um, an electrician. It's just fault finding. It's bracketing down and narrow it down to certain parts of the body or certain systems in the body and using those. So it's just asking questions, bracket. So is it this? No. All right. Is it this? Yes. Okay. So we'll go with that then. So can I put this in a slightly simplistic way? So say one of your sockets doesn't work. It's not the socket necessarily that's the problem. It's the wiring to the socket or a connection from the fuse box or the fuse box itself. Yeah. yeah. So it, it although the end result is the socket doesn't work, the socket's perfectly good, it's something else through the system. Yeah, I mean, so what I've done in the past, I've looked at people with pain issues and I've looked solely at the issue for a quick fix and we've worked on seeing what the cause of that issue is. So we say about a knee, it could be the pain is in the knee, the knee could be the cause of the problem or it could be elsewhere. But what I've started doing, which I should do, is looking at everything as a hierarchy. So all these systems I keep going on about, they work together, but there is a hierarchy. And by looking at that and working through that as a systematic way of, of asking questions, you can eliminate some things straight away. For instance, I, I had someone that had a, a problem with the IT band, so iliotibial band syndrome. It's also called runner's knee. And they'd been to physios and had treatment and that hadn't really helped. They just got told to ice it. 
So normally what I, what I would have done in the past was looked at that issue and worked around the IT band and looked at what needed treating on the IT band. What I did for this person was completely different. I just started at the top of the sequence and just went through everything methodically. So when you say the top of the sequence, where's your starting point? So my starting point is the limbic system, so your emotional system. Nothing to do with their physical? No. Right, okay. So I start there. Then I go on to a thing called interoception. So you've got interoception and proprioception. Proprioception is your awareness of your body in space. So if you think you're walking down the street and a van comes driving past you, so your awareness of how close that is to you, or if you're walking on the curb and you feel yourself start to slide, okay, because it's outside of the body. So interoception is your awareness of things inside the body. So things like pain, heat, cold, itching, that kind of thing. So start off, limbic system. If I get a response there on the muscle, then we go through different things with the limbic system, which I'm not going to go into. So then we'll look at interoception and the interoception could get broken down into different things. So with that, we're looking at... Uh, so this is stuff that, that is your body, inside yeah. your body, yeah. So if you think about folders on a computer, so limbic system is going to be a folder and then interoception is going to be a folder. And if we get a response on that, we open that folder and we look at different things and that can have subfolders. And the subfolders we look at... I'm not going to go through more, but things like GI, so gastrointestinal, your immune system, your your circadian, circadian rhythm, circadian rhythm. So all of this is basically a process of elimination. Yeah. So you work from what you think is the most likely scenario down through these various files and these various potential issues until you hit on the correct one. Is that, am I yeah. right here? Yes. Uh, this person who had the IT band pain, I worked through that process. And there was, I think there was something within interoception. So we worked on that. Interoception, sorry. Tell me again what that is. So that's um, that's like your in internal feelings. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and stuff that goes on inside. So stuff to do with the gut, your wake sleep cycle. Uh, okay. So you open that folder. <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on something there. So we, we, we went that. And then I just carried on working through the other things that, that come lower down in the chain of, of priority. And a few other things popped up. And then finally we got to working on um, some motor issues. And what, what we found was I did stretches in the hamstrings, I think it was, and, or, and maybe strengthening the glute. For those that don't know, the glute is your bum muscles. What we didn't touch at all was the, the actual issue where, well, the place where the pain was. And this person was training for a race and they hadn't been able to train for weeks because they got pain when they ran. They tried it out. They, they've been running with um, a support on, but they're still a pain after the run with the support. So they tried running without a support and they didn't get pain. And then they waited after and they didn't get pain after the after they'd run. Then they did the race, which was a half marathon, and they got nearly all the way through it before they got pain. And I think they got pain because they hadn't done any running for four weeks. Because they'd had this problem. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then did a half marathon. Was it one thing or was it a number of things that were the problem? And, and you say, you know, you end up working on the, on the hamstrings and the glutes. So did you give them a, a program of stretching or exercising those particular muscles? Uh, yeah, so there, was, there were several things. You kind of look at it as a stack. So you can treat everything in one go, but I'm really bad at remembering things. So I just do one thing at a time. I think I spent about an hour and a half with this person. They'd, they'd had several sessions with physios and that before and, and nothing Nothing helped. 
So I, I worked through the different issues and no, I, I didn't give them a program. I worked on the issue straight away there. I, I do a thing called neuroflexibility and it's, it's getting the brain to work with flexibility. And I can't remember off the top of my head now, but they might have had certain muscles that weren't firing properly. And I just did a, a little process to get those firing. And that fixed the issue for them. So, so it wasn't the knee. It was basically things connected yeah. to that yeah. ultimately, but not even things that were next to it. It could have been things a number of different stages away from that. Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, I had a client. Uh, this was before I, I know a lot more than I know now. I was still doing what I, I do, but not to a very great level. And I had a client who got blown up in Bosnia. He was a ex-RMP like in the army. RMP. You're uh, talking yeah. in acronyms like all army people. Yeah, sorry. He was an entry copper. He couldn't move his foot out. He couldn't rotate his foot. And he'd been to the doctor and he was told, yeah, you've got arthritis. That, that's you for life. He came to me because he, his neck had jammed up and he was having trouble with driving because he had to turn his whole body to look out the window. So we sorted that out and then started saying, what else is going on? He was on about his ankle. He couldn't turn it out. So well, it's arthritis. So we had a look. I did some stretches in his back. And you got full range of motion after being told for 10 years that you're never going to be able to move it that way again. And it was his back. Yeah, it was just, I did a, I did a couple of stretches in his back and that that changed his ankle movement. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question now, which you can say, I don't know. Does that mean it's psychological or physical? I don't know. Right, okay. That, um, that's an honest answer, which, which is all I can say. So uh, where I am now, I'd assess it. So I'd know what it was, but... I'm pretty sure it was um, a physical issue. So one of the muscles or tendons in his back would be tightening in such a way as to not let the connections to his leg work properly. Yeah, you, you've got to think that all of your nerves come through your spine. I just worked through the process. I mean, I didn't have as many things in my process then because this was a few years ago and I've learned a lot more since. Yeah. We, I mean, we did a few exercises before at getting him to move his foot around and then I just thought... Let's try a stretch. I worked it out, what stretch to do. And it was it was down to my naivety and, and um, lack of knowledge, really, of what I was doing. Not that I didn't know what I was doing, but in how to do it in the best way. That I, I did a lot, a lot of things that I probably could have just jumped straight into the stretch. But yeah, uh, we stretched his back out. And normally when you've got issues and you, you, you need to stretch something... It's called increased gain. So you've got an increase of electrical activity in that area, yeah. which is tightening it up. So you know what I said about the, the nervous system. So that might have been working in a chain down to his down to his ankle, it, or it could have been affecting the nerve going down to his ankle for, from just coming out of his back. It was his lower back that we stretched as well. And that really conveniently brings in a whole full circle back around to this energy and this electronic impulses around the body yeah uh, and it's exactly what you're talking about here is, is increasing the the energy flow in the body to, to help these situations so let's have a little takeaway from the end of this tell me how people can work out a self-assessment program for themselves so if you think about earlier you said about the thing things we did where you closed your eyes so if you stand with your feet together and close your eyes and just relax and just let your body settle into its natural position then if you say something that's a lie, it's a, make it as a statement, not a question. So if you go, is my name Gavin? That's a question. So my name is Gavin. Make it a statement. Unless your name is Gavin, obviously. Let me, let me quickly tell you my example. I stood there in this relaxed state, just as Robert asked me to, in my kitchen. And I said, my name is David. 
and I slightly started moving to the left. It was negligible, but definitely noticeable. And then he said, right, now a statement that is true. So I, I did the same thing, eyes closed, feet together, got in the relaxed position and said, my name is Mark. And I slightly started moving to the right. So again, incremental, but definitely there. So that's... yeah. So have I explained that correctly? Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, so let's use our example as the knee pain. Okay. Yeah. So if you've got that knee pain and we're using that swaying either forwards or backwards or side to side. Yeah. Um, so everyone's going to go a different way depending on them. So you've got your benchmark. So you, you, you've got your pain in your knee. So what you can do is just state, so you can either state it by saying it or just state it in your head as a thought. Cause. If you sway one way, depending on what, which way it is. So if you sway to the, the direction where it was allied, then that's not the cause. And you can retest that by stating symptom. And if you sway in the direction of the truth, you know that's just a symptom and the cause is elsewhere in your body. So you don't even have to say knee or anything like that? You just No, you, you can, but... Uh, you, but your as long as you're thinking about Your intention's already going to be in that knee because that's where your pain is. Right, I've got you. Um, yeah. So the, the other way we can do it is by a, a range of movement or a range of motion test. So I think we did this with you earlier as well. So you can stand with your feet together, breathe in, breathe out, relax and roll and just bend forward. Bring your fingers to your shin or the floor, just see see where your fingers land. And that's your benchmark. So that's that's your starting position. And then you can do the lie and the truth again. So when you say your lie and you bend down, you shouldn't have as much distance. So you, you shouldn't have as much range of motion. So your fingers will be further up your shins. And then when you say your truth, you should have more more range of motion. So you'll be able to reach further down. And you can, use, again, you use the same statements. And sometimes I use that on myself. And, and again, we did this, although the, the differences were incremental, they were definitely there. The distance, the differences were definitely there. Yeah. I mean, if if you've got issues in your hips or bending forwards or anything, you don't have to use that. You can use any muscle. So you can also, if you lock your arm out straight down by your side, breathe in, breathe out and just swing it up into the air. So it's up by your ear. There's me. I'm, I'm on a podcast and I'm trying to do demonstrations <laughs> that you can't see. You're not the first and you won't be yeah. the last. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you can you can bring your arm up and that can be your range finder. So what will happen is when you tell a lie, you won't get as much movement further back than when you say something that's true. So it's about this relaxed state and slightly tense state. So if you say an untruth, your body will naturally be slightly more tense yeah. than if you say something that's true and your body becomes more relaxed. And then do you go through the, like the hierarchical thing where you then start trying to eliminate things? So if the knee is the symptom, then what's your next move? That all depends on the, the person's knowledge of biology. or, or So you can just bracket it down. So, so if you've worked out that the knee is just a symptom, then you can start working around the body. So cause upper body test or assess and whatever whatever movement you get, that's your answer. Your negative or your positive yeah, yeah. movement. So okay. you can bracket. So you've got, cause upper body, lower body, front, back, or if, if you want to use the, the proper so language, a, it, anterior, posterior. Yeah. So it's a, it's a process. Let, let's use front and back. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a process of elimination, basically. I've had knee problems as well. And people have said to me, it's my gait. It's the way I walk. So you can find out, is it my foot? 
or you don't say is it, do you say yeah. cause, foot, yeah. or, or whatever. It's got to be a statement, hasn't yeah. it? Not a question. Yeah, let, let's go back to the knee and say that you've, you've said cause, and it is the cause. Okay. So then you can look at that. The first thing I would suggest is seeing if it's structural. You, you make the statement, structural. If it is, there's probably not a lot you can do because you can't change structure. You can change, you can change your nervous system, but if there's something structural, say if, say if it's something wrong with a bone or a cartilage or, or some kind of arthritis, you need more help. Yeah. But at least you know that you need more help. So that, that sort of, um, you know, self-assessment is one way of doing it. Of course, we're going to say that this is not a perfect method to a certain extent. It works the way that um, I can be quite sceptical about this kind of thing. And, um, you know, we, we did some uh, little experiments earlier on and it did exactly what Rob told me it would do afterwards. He didn't suggest it beforehand. So there was no subconscious thing there. We did it and he said, is, is that what you felt? And I, yes, it was. And I swayed I, to the left. I also the right. saw the confused look on your face. <laughs> Yeah, but like I say, I can be a little bit sceptical, so I'm probably a very good subject for yeah. this. So I will be absolutely honest with 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 the listeners and say, for me personally, it did make a difference. You know, yeah. I, I could notice a I difference. Mean, if it makes you feel better, you didn't look as confused as when we were discussing quantum biology. <laughs> well, maybe we'll leave quantum biology <laughs> in its more detailed form for a, for a future episode. But um, anyway... I think we're going to leave it there yeah, now because I think we've done. I think we've done what we can do. If there's any more questions that you've got about this subject, please do email Rob. It's Rob at chrysalis-fitness.com. There we go. He's quite happy to answer your questions. If you want to know more, the website is www.chrysalis-fitness.com. If you're not sure how to spell chrysalis. It's on the picture. Exactly. So the, the details are there. Uh, we will also um, put the website details into any of the show notes. So you'll be able to um, to copy it up from there. Rob is perfectly happy to, uh, to talk to people about this. It's a fascinating subject. And as I said to Rob earlier on, the trouble is he knows too much about it. So when we try and talk about it, he, he goes into great, really, really extreme detail and makes it quite difficult for just a normal bod for me to understand <laughs> but anyway as I said we're going to leave it there uh, thanks ever so much Rob for talking to us about this and um, looking forward to the next conversation yeah cheers Mark thanks for listening to the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training if you've enjoyed this podcast or found what Rob had to say interesting and would like to know more about his mind body and spirit approach towards fitness and injury prevention and repair, then simply email Rob at rob at chrysalisfitness-training.com or go to his website, chrysalisfitness-training.com. We'd love it and it would really help if you could like, review, follow or subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with more from Rob Arnold. Until then, stay safe. This is a 1386 audio production.